Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon's private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsi, the place where everything related to Amazon FBA product level and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, your host, founder and CEO of Ecomsi. And today we bring another special guest. His name is Brent, and he's the founder and CEO of MC Pathfinders, one of the top agencies right now when it comes to supporting your growth in Amazon. And today, the reason why I wanted to bring Brent, uh, first of all, is because I think he's one of the top guys when it comes to you know sharing strategies um, and top uh, things when it comes to the latest when in, in PPC mainly, which we know PPC is the the thing that everybody's always looking to keep learning every single day. I mean, every single week, I feel there's something new in terms of strategies, tools, and things like that. And lately, there's been very interesting release uh, by Amazon, which is basically Amazon Marketing Cloud, something that is realistically very niche yet. Not a lot of people really understand how to leverage this. And Brand is basically one of the experts I know in the field that has been leveraging this lately uh, with his agency. So it's definitely a pleasure to have Brand here today to share some of that uh, those insights with us. So Brand, it's a pleasure to have you here. How you doing, my friend? Vincenzo, doing good, man. Thanks for the invite. It's cool to cool to come on your show after knowing you for uh, gosh, must be like. Six years, <laughs> something like yeah, that. Yeah, man, I know. We've been yeah. sharing so many experiences together, like especially at events, man. Like we've yeah. been basically crossing our paths mainly at every single event in Europe. Uh, we've been going out together, sharing meals together. So yeah, we've definitely been building a, a very nice bond there. And uh, you know, that's why at the same time, um, I value so much that you're here because I know what you're really providing to the community and so value. And I definitely think that this episode is going to provide a ton of insights because we both know uh, that the topic you're going to cover today, there's not really a lot of material out there yeah. in terms of how uh, Amazon sellers can leverage this. So I think people is going to find this super interesting. Um, now, before we jump into that, uh, what I'd like to do with you, which I do with all my guests, is just to use a few minutes to learn more about who is brand in case people don't know you yet. Uh, just tell us a little bit about your journey and basically how you basically ended up uh, founding MC Pathfinder. Yeah? yeah, sure. Sure, sure. Uh, well, I mean, let's let's rewind the clock maybe like 10 or 10 or 11 years. I was working at a B2B uh, marketing firm. I know it's a long okay. time, um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I was doing uh, Google ads uh, at a B2B marketing company, a very small B2B marketing company in, um, in Pennsylvania, where I'm from originally. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I did that for a few years. And then I switched uh, careers into a totally different thing. Uh, I was actually working on yachts, like working on boats. Mm. Wow. Uh, but I, I had a friend down guy. in Florida. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was, a, it was quite, a, quite a jump. Um, that, that's a whole story in itself. But I had a friend in that industry who uh, really was on the cutting edge of like selling on Amazon and was someone who mm-hmm. the one day when I was like hanging out with him was like, hey, I get this thing like FBA. You know, I'm like sending yeah. my products to Amazon. And they're selling it. And that was 2015. Mm. And I was yeah, like, what? Yeah. I've never heard of this. Like I shopped on Amazon. I didn't know anything about yeah. logistics or mm-hmm. anything like that. And he said, yeah, and there's ads on the platform. 
and he's like, mm. you need to help me with the ads. I think you did ads. And I was like, yeah, I did ads in the past. Mm. And like, okay, I'll, I'll take a look. Uh, and you know, I started running campaigns for this guy and he was selling a product that was like roughly 90 some dollars us. Mm. And, uh, okay. immediately we started to get clicks that were like anywhere from 10 to 30 cents and we would get Man. pretty good I sales. Those days. Wow. Yeah. And yeah. it was, yeah, it was, it was like, it was obscene. Right. And at that point it was only sponsored products. There was no other ad types yeah. at least available to, um, three P sellers. You could get access mm -hmm. to. You know what we now know as headline search um exactly yeah. or sorry um uh sponsored sponsored brand see it was headline search back in the day yeah, um yeah. through through a different platform but that didn't happen until some years later even but yeah that's how i got started so i was kind of there at the beginning and then i immediately thought well this is an area i could do some consulting in and make some money um and started to switch to that and then i thought wow this is a huge area a lot of people need help with maybe i should start hiring people and start an agency <laughs> so it was all kind of accidental um I had had other small ventures and businesses like myself, but nothing, none of them that really took off like this. And so I uh, really just kept on that for many years. And now here we are, uh, you know, we'll be nine years old in August of next year. So we're about wow. you know, eight and a half, eight and a half now. Uh, but you crazy. Know, yeah. Congrats. So Pathfinder. Congrats, man. Yeah. What a journey. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's funny because, um, I totally agree. In 2014, 15, like the FBA thing, I remember it was this this thing that came into play, and everybody was thinking, "Is this a scam? Is this really a, <laughs> a, real, a real way of making money?" And then uh, you start seeing all these people making millions out of nowhere, and yeah, right. it was basically a combination of. I mean, the people start selling during those periods, which we know right now one of some of the biggest sellers is because they did the early they took the early move advantage you know the cpc exactly. was pretty much free they had a, a product that had a ton of search and there was no competition so these three things combined you know yeah those yeah. were the um the the old the old days that we can say like the uh the amazing seller podcast scott volker you exactly. know exactly like one the one voice in the room that was really educating people on that you know kudos to him for for doing that but that opportunity was then kind of made transparent. And then exactly. you know, we had this wave of people that really figured it out. But advertising has always been at first a small part. And now I would argue, uh, you know, a key part of a presence on Amazon, whether you're 1P or 3P. Um, yeah. And retail media in general is now a segment that I think Amazon made a lot more um, exactly. accessible because, you know, Walmart's mm -hmm. jumped on the bandwagon. And mm -hmm. uh, I live in France. Like here in France, there's even some companies that have retail media, like C discount, like you can buy ads on C discount, mm -hmm. which is like a marketplace, very similar to Amazon. So, yeah. you know, that's spreading to many other places too. Um, so yeah. I think that we've witnessed that kind of retail media, retail advertising, um, revolution the past, like seven or eight years. So it's, it's yeah. all kind of happened at the same time. And Amazon was one of the biggest drivers. Yeah. And to be honest, I mean, it, it, we've been coming such a long way from, 2014 i mean you yeah. you mentioned like you know we only had sponsored products and it was very basic i remember now we're coming into 2023 entering 2024 we have now amazon marketing cloud where you can combine right. all these data. it's right massive the huge jump that we basically happened over 10 years i mean right now we'll say in 2014 ppc we could we could agree that you didn't have to be an expert on us like you could have basic understanding of few keywords, yeah. so you could run the ads and you could make a, a, a good return. But right now, Absolutely. especially in the US, like you really need to know what you're doing. Like strategies need to go in depth. It, it really, you need to think outside the box. And that's where I think Amazon Marketing Cloud now is the cherry on top of the, the, the ice cream. Uh, where basically, if you know how to leverage all this knowledge, uh, you really can take it to the, to the next level. 
And, you know, before we jump into all the strategies and all the things that you can do with Amazon Marketing Cloud, I think we need to start with the definition because most people don't even know what is Amazon Marketing Cloud, right? Yeah. So maybe give us a, just a quick summary about what is Amazon Marketing Cloud and, and what is the idea behind why Amazon is bringing this to the table right now. Yeah. Sure. And I, and I love the way you kind of segued from all the way back in 2014 to, you know, mm -hmm. 2024 being in a couple, a couple months here. Um, yeah. and what that evolution has been like, cause it is like astounding. It's almost like yeah. saying, you know, the Wright brothers created the airplane and then now we're on the moon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cause we're, yeah. we're basically, you know, we're on the moon right now with AMC. So yeah. yeah, there's a lot of acronyms in the Amazon space, right? There's ACOS, there's TACOS, mm -hmm. there's DSP, there's AMC, there's, um, uh, Amazon Marketing Stream, AMS. I know, it's uh, a mess. <laughs> there's so many, right? It's it's like it's awful. Uh, yeah. But Amazon Marketing Cloud is is pretty much, I would say, the unifying data store for all the other marketing efforts that exist on Amazon. So mm -hmm. think of it. Obviously, it's like it says cloud. It's in the cloud. It's specifically mm -hmm. stored on Amazon servers. And what it is is an instance that you can request from Amazon. And this is like a big bucket in the cloud where all your information about your advertising events goes into one place. And then you can query it through something called SQL, which is yet another acronym, sorry, but structured <laughs> query language. So it's kind of like programming, but not really. Basically what you're doing is you're asking this big bucket of data, hey, can you pull out all the events related to a specific user ID, which I'll get back to in a second, and then like give those to me so I can understand uh, all, all the touch points in my advertising efforts. Um, mm -hmm. And the user ID is basically a, uh, a, a um, what's called like a key in a database. And this ties all of the data sources together. So uh, the user ID is um, pseudo anonymous. So like you can't say like this is Vincenzo, but you can say like yeah. this it's user ID is like, you know, email yeah. at random string of numbers at Amazon.com, exactly. whatever. Right. Because mm -hmm. one of the big things that Amazon talks about when they talk about marketing cloud is it's privacy safe. So there's no mm -hmm. way that you can say this individual person who lives yeah. at, you know, one, two, three West house lane. You cannot <laughs> get creepy. Here. You cannot get creepy yeah. with it. You, yeah. can't, you can't do that stuff. And <laughs> another, thing to, another thing to remember is that AMC instances are per account. Um, so some people in the audience might know about DSP. And if you get access to DSP as a large company or an agency, you can just run a bunch of different DSP um, campaigns right. and line items in there. And you can just like this client, that client. But mm -hmm. um, the way that AMC works is it's per account and it's per specific, um, you know, company. So you can't, you can't do that. And that's all for privacy reasons, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's the best way I can kind of uh, sum it up quickly, right? It gathers all these signals from Amazon ads. You can put your own inputs in there too. And yep. you can even subscribe to a couple of paid data feeds that come from Amazon themselves. Um, but that's, that's, that's a bit more technical. I don't think we'll cover yeah, that. Yeah. But this is where you can query this stuff and, and start to paint like a complete picture of your kind of marketing efforts across multiple channels and over awesome. a long period of time. 13 months awesome. actually is the basic they give you. Good. So now let's start with the basics before going inside the strategy itself. So I guess some of the questions people may have, first of all, is like on which marketplaces this is already being rolled out. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, and the second question, just to follow up with that one, would be, I guess, because we're talking about data, we know that 
whenever we use a tool that is heavily uh, reliant on data in terms of having multiple inputs, you also need substantial amount because if you don't, basically you're guessing, right? If you don't have enough, uh, uh, the sample of data is not big enough, right? You sure, need sure. Uh, enough data. So I guess the, the two questions is first, which marketplace you can use this for? And the second, how big a seller must be to actually leverage this kind of technology? Because if you don't have enough data, yeah. maybe you cannot really take advantage, you know? Yeah, that second question is super important. Um, I'll tackle the first one. Uh, yeah. AMC as a product has been out for more than a year. Um, mm -hmm. Our The earliest time we started using it was, I think, like quarter three of last year into mm -hmm. the start of quarter four when we really started to use a software solution and enable it for two or three of our clients. Mm -hmm. And it's taken us that long to really wrap our head around some of the more complicated, nuanced uh, components of it and also to build visualizations so we can actually understand the data. Exactly. But to your question of where it's available, it's for sure available in North America, like, you know, US, mm -hmm. uh, no problem. I actually don't know if it's available in Europe, which is embarrassing because I live in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> but the clients that we've used it for, Vincenzo, are um, all US clients because to okay. get to your second question, those are the ones that have enough ad spend and more importantly are spending on DSP such yeah. that they can get access to it. So in order to request access to AMC from Amazon, which is what you must do, um, you mm -hmm. have to contact them directly or your rep or work with a third party tool or software provider that can help you do that. Um, if you have DSP, you need what's called a CFID, which is a thing you have in DSP and then your exactly. user account ID. So those two things. And you request it, and then it takes about two or three weeks, but they'll set up an instance for you, and then you can actually start to query it directly and get in there. Um, and what should you do? Well, yeah, you should have a substantial yeah. amount of ad spend. We would say at minimum, um, at minimum, probably 10K a month in DSP ad yeah. spend to, to make okay. it make sense. Now, I do have it on some pretty good, uh, reliable information that next year, Amazon is going to make AMC available for just everybody. Um, mm, if you request it okay. and if you have enough ad spend in within the confines of like the ad console. So like, you know, sponsor product, sponsor brand, sponsor display, you don't necessarily have to be running DSP, but right now, one of the biggest use cases for AMC is actually understanding how the heck DSP is doing. Like what's it, what's it actually doing for you? So you need to put some serious ad spend through it, um, in order to, yeah. in order to do that. That's very interesting. So it seems from the latest point you just mentioned, it would be the Amazon marketing cloud will basically become like a, an extra type of um, tool within your ad console for those that uh, trigger certain criteria within that spend, right? Starting next year, that, right? Um, I can't say if they'll put it in the ad console directly, although okay. I think if you, if you go through, well, actually I take that back. If you go through the ad console, and then yeah. you go to like the, uh, I'm doing this from memory, but there are like yeah, the measurement and measurement and reporting exactly. area. There is a link yeah. to it. But if you just click that normally, like on any account, it just nice. goes to like, you don't have access to this. It page doesn't give you. You must have it enabled and Amazon must create like an instance for you. So there's a, there's a link to it there, but it takes you to a URL that's separate. And the way that marketing cloud looks is nothing like the um, ad console <laughs> interface. It, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. just a box and it's like, put in your queries and you're like, what do I do? <laughs> Where do I get started? Yeah, I exactly. know, I know. It's intimidating. Um, I know, I know. Which is, which is now brings me to, to my, to my next question when it comes to Amazon marketing cloud, given yeah. the fact that it has such a long learning curve because it's very technical. That's the reality. Will you say this is something realistically that the only the only way you can really leverage this is to work with um you know with a, a third party solution 
one agency that's already certifying this, or will you say a seller itself to training could kind of leverage this? Because let's be honest, with yeah. sponsored products, you don't really see neither a software or an agency to do it. You can, it, no. it's not rocket science, but this that we're talking here, because I have seen the platform myself as well, like I strongly believe like in, you need a few months to really figure out. So what is your take with that? Like, will you say because of the huge gap, realistically, the only way to really leverage this as a company is just go straight with um software solution and agency, or you could say, it, 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 they, or you will say Amazon is making efforts to educate more the audience and it's going to become easier as they improve the dashboard and so on. Like, what is your prediction with them? Yeah. I think for something <laughs> that's so technical, Amazon's done a tremendous job of actually educating on it because mm -hmm. they do have a lot of templates. They have like 60 plus example queries and temp mm -hmm. template queries you can use when you get it set up and going. Um, so that part in their documentation, a lot of which I've leafed through and read through, and, and we have two people on our team who really do the bulk of our AMC stuff. Yeah. Both of them are certified with Amazon's like certification through the um, yeah, learning exactly. console, which mm -hmm. which is actually hard. You know, a lot of those certifications <laughs> on the learning console are I not know. that difficult for someone who's been in advertising for a couple of years. You could just take it without studying and usually pass. No, but yeah. this one, it's like it's a good like seven or eight hours of like intense work. <laughs> it's wow. not like an easy one. Yeah. yeah. So I guess Vincenzo, the answer is like it depends on the um it depends on the technical competency of like your team and people on your team mm -hmm. or yourself. If you're someone who's a real data nerd, like mm -hmm. I have friends in the Amazon space that are like Microsoft access wizards or people that yeah, really understand um, Tableau, for instance. And for them, like loading up a database and querying it is not something that's too complicated. However, mm -hmm. I think the, the step that most people should take is probably look at working with a third party tool provider, because mm -hmm. imagine you're like in a swimming pool, there's like the mm -hmm. deep end. That's like, four meters and then you have like the one meter if, if you jump right into the four meters right that's you basically drown. saying yeah i'm gonna yeah, open yeah. this up and i'm gonna get this database i'm gonna query it myself much easier to walk in the shallow end and slowly work your way down to the deep end of the pool and that's basically what we did you know we work with a service provider that kind of dialed into the api uh they gave us visualizations so basically pretty charts and graphs to look at and then we yeah. would ask them to make uh different queries and we would ask them to bring up data uh, and then that's what they would do. And then we started to actually plug into it ourselves with a different service. And we built the visualizations ourselves, but we didn't um, run the queries. We still use like templated ones and change that them. Sounds. And now we're at the point where we're starting to tweak the queries and make them more and more custom and um, you know, use the, the raw output from that and load it in our database ourselves. We still do work with the tool provider because you can kind of do both. There's no, exactly. they're not really limited to anyone. You can have thing. a hybrid approach. A hybrid yeah, we approach. have a hybrid approach. That's probably what we'll always do, honestly. But I, I think that if you are spending enough to make sense of the data coming out of uh, AMC, it's probably worth to invest. Uh, and these these tools are not super expensive. I mean, I'm not sure if you want me to say like which ones. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was going to ask this, okay. like in case people want to know which one would you mm -hmm. recommend? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. We started with a company called XPN. Um, okay. uh, I think it's short for exponential. And actually they were one of the, they were a great partner to get us started. They really, I think, specialize in probably enterprise level stuff. Like their, their okay. algorithms and the requests and stuff that they do are a little bit beyond what we need. Now we work with IntentWise. Uh, they have a product yeah. called IntentWise Very Explore. Good which mm -hmm. um, you know, we're a big fan of that. And so with them, we do like a hybrid approach where we actually pull a lot of it into our database and run visualizations ourselves. But then we also use their software, which has some built-in queries, visualizations, and we can actually pay them. It's more expensive. We can pay them to actually write queries for us, uh, which we haven't done yet. But if we have something really complicated, maybe we will exactly. in the future. Yeah. So 
Question. Yeah, that's that's basically like the the on ramp to it, I would say. But hey, if you got <laughs> someone on your team who's like an SQL pro, <laughs> they might be able to get in there and read through the documentation and what's called like the data schema, yeah. and they can understand that stuff like right away, awesome. and then they can start writing some queries. Yeah, throw them to the pool. Yeah, throw them right into the pool. Yeah, <laughs> toss them in there. No, no, uh, no floaties, no life rafts. Yeah. Um, now, when it comes to this, um. Something that I think people is gonna find us interesting. I, I will I will assume that this could be also um, more efficient depending on the industry you're selling into. What I mean by this, depending on the niche you're selling, uh, when it comes to Amazon, you might need more information in terms of the touch points compared to other industry. Because as an example, I'm just thinking here: if you are a supplement brand, maybe for you this could be more important because you wanna then run retargeting, you are now uh, upselling all of your products, things like that. Where if you're only selling like huge furniture, it's gonna be a one-time touch point, most likely. Uh, not, there's not really a, a lot of retargeting, which I will say is one of the big things when it comes to this kind of uh, technology. So what is your take on that? Mm -hmm. Will you say it's very, depending on the niche, uh, you would say this is more efficient or, or I'm wrong there and maybe this can be used for any kind of niche. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you make me think of one thing immediately, which is we, we have uh, two of the clients we are using AMC for. One of them has products that are, generally speaking, higher priced, right? So $200 okay. or, you know, almost $200 and up, up to okay. you know, a couple hundred. And then we have another product that is, um, it is like largely a supplements brand. I can't, you know, speak too much about the specifics, yeah. but they're, they're okay. in the lower price range, right? So mm -hmm. high teens to low 30s USD. Okay. Okay. Um, and we run the same queries or similar queries for those brands. And the results we get are, in some cases, totally different because yeah. someone's path to purchase for a product that is $250 looks that's... very, very different and is much yeah. longer than someone's mm -hmm. path to purchase or something that's $19.95. More an impulse so, buy. Yeah. What's that? It's more an impulse buy if the, the price is very low, right? Yeah, yeah. And you can see that yeah. people have like a lifetime value. So they keep repurchasing. And you can figure that out with AMC and say like, okay, what is the, um, you know, this is actually one thing you can get from AMC. What is the new to brand percentage for sponsored mm -hmm. products, which you can't get anywhere else as far as exactly. I'm aware. And so you yeah. can say which campaigns are driving new customers to our supplement. And we know that the repurchase rate is, you know, people buy four times a year um, because it's a 90 day supply or whatever, like roughly speaking. And exactly. you can actually start to pull that out because you have that user ID, like I mentioned earlier. So, you know, Oh, you know, this person, we don't know their name, obviously, but they're buying <laughs> four times a year, roughly speaking. And so their value is this. How did we acquire that customer? What channel did they come in first? Whereas with that $250, $300 product, it's much more like, oh, we saw this person put it in their cart and then they bought seven days later. So it was not an impulse buy. Maybe they looked back and they put several items in their cart. Um, and then they looked at like, you know, different options. And then there was a Black Friday discount and they said, now's the time. And they bought it, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and how yeah. did we reach them? Oh, they saw a DSP ad first, and then they saw a sponsored display, and then they saw sponsored products. They click that, they put it in the cart. Seven days later, they bought. Like that's a fascinating, uh, you know, customer journey. You call it like time to purchase in in AMC. So it's okay. not that like one is one is better served than the other. If you have no. enough data, enough spend, it's just that what you get out of it with some of the same requests or business questions, I guess you could call it, uh, looks quite different. Quite different. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this, where it starts to get very interesting is when you put data uh, outside of the Amazon um, ecosystem, right? Like you're mentioning that you can pull right. data from other sources and that's where things start to get uh, really 
funny because especially if you are a, a brand that does things outside of Amazon, yeah, you can get very clever with that. So maybe can you give us high level, like maybe what are some of the things you have seen when you are a brand that go beyond Amazon, how you can leverage Amazon marketing cloud? Yeah. 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 This is one thing, Vincenzo, I'll be honest, <laughs> we haven't done. We haven't uploaded third party <laughs> data into our AMC instances for clients because we've asked them, we've talked about it. Um, yeah. But it's either that they're unwilling to share it with Amazon, which is something that I've noticed yeah, in the past with I DSP. Heard that a lot, I know. Yeah, they're a little yeah. bit skeptical. But you know what? Yes. Like, you know, I try to assume the best with Amazon, but I also am like, okay, I kind of, I kind of understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Or, or you never know the fine like print. They have, <laughs> yeah, they they have some way to say like, oh, that's an interesting customer. Maybe we'll uh, email them. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that, you know, the, the whole conceit for AMC is it's a privacy safe data clean room is what they say. Like in all their marketing materials and all their stuff they talk about, Amazon says that like time and time again. So I want to believe that they're that they're going to respect the privacy, even if you upload stuff like that. I, I do. I, I do think that that's the way they have to go for legal reasons and for trust reasons. Of right. Yeah, However, um, the kind of stuff you can upload. Yeah, it's probably just like purchasing history, um, you know, ways to ways to identify unique customers um their path to purchase probably from other major ad platforms or email software crms i honestly haven't looked into it that much the other yeah. thing i'll mention that i talked about briefly in the intro is you could subscribe to data feeds too so mm -hmm. the best example is probably um one that amazon publishes themselves which is here's all the information you have in amc that's people that have interacted with your ads right so okay. these are all the events the clicks the conversions, the add to carts, the add to wish mm -hmm. lists. You get that in many, many more instances of interaction. But who yeah. are the people that don't that don't buy your stuff or don't interact with your ads? So it's like an A-B test in a way, right? So mm. group A is the people who've interacted and group B is people who've never seen your stuff. So what is okay. the difference between people in group A and group B on their outcomes uh, like buying, buying your products? So- that's uh, basically one of the feeds you can subscribe to. And the price of that feed depends on how big your data set is. So if you have like I a see. bigger set of data, it costs more per month to subscribe to that information. But it's an interesting it's an interesting idea mm. to pull in. Yeah, let, let me ask you a little bit more about this because this sounds yeah. very interesting. So you are saying that these data sets we can buy from Amazon, basically Amazon is giving you data that basically... Um, you wouldn't put otherwise from your normal ads. Like this is a the right. overall audience of a, a, the whole category, basically. That's what we're saying, right? Right. Yeah. You're trying to benchmark to, to like, yeah. to like the, I guess the, the average person or like the average customer versus mm. the ones right. that have been reached by your advertising and, and then what, you know, subsequent actions each of those groups of people have taken. Interesting. Um, because you're it's trying similar to, to mm -hmm. yeah, it's similar to the benchmark we do with brand analytics that we basically see your performance on that. We go to brand analytics and see your benchmark conversions and of that. I guess here's the same, but against the full uh, data set of, of the category, right? It's like the Amazon. Yeah. Is yeah. yeah. And, and you subscribe to it. So it's like a data feed almost. You're like, mm -hmm. you're like paying a monthly amount. And yet again, I think the amount like changes month to month, depending on how much data you're looking at processing. Um, but okay. we've also not tried that because it's an additional cost. And to be quite yeah. honest, you know, putting my agency hat on for a second, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot yeah. of costs already associated with AMC. Like it's yeah. actually free to get, but you know, we yeah. pay money for software. We we have two team members that are you know mm -hmm. um, you know very skilled, like good team members, and like they're not cheap either. So we have to pay yeah. all this stuff to like make it work and figure it out. So it's been an investment and a learning curve for sure. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. So now, um, in terms of just out of curiosity, um, 
with the cases you guys have been running with your uh, clients, like what would you say are one of the most interesting behaviors you uh, you have seen the Amazon Marketing Cloud gives you uh, in terms of insight? Like we we know there is add to cars, we know there's um, yeah. uh, people that has a, a seen your your product details page, but is there some specific events that you would say, wow, I didn't know Amazon Marketing Cloud could give you this insight? If not, I mean. Uh, just out of curiosity, like, is there anything that you find very yeah. interesting in terms of events? Yeah, there are. There are. Um, oh, you mean like specific events that that people? Yeah, yeah that okay. people there, do try the journey, basically. Yeah, there, there's one that's like probably my probably one of my favorites, which is people that have seen your ads but they haven't interacted with it in any way. So, with retargeting mm -hmm. or remarketing on Amazon, we're very used to saying like detail page views. So, someone that exactly. viewed your product, mm -hmm. but imagine you could address the people that viewed your ad. They didn't actually mm -hmm. click it. They didn't look at your product, but they saw an ad. So that's like one step up from that, you know? And so you can actually query based on that. And then you can actually create, um, one of the other features in AMC you can do is you can create an audience by setting a query. And then you can push that audience over to DSP. So you could say, wow. let's make an audience of people that have seen my ads, but they haven't interacted with them. And let's, you know, hit them with more ads, basically. <laughs> let's target them. Yeah. So that means that they searched a keyword. Like, let's say it's like blue running shoes. You know, it's like they, they searched and they saw our ad. They saw other ads. We know that they're interested in that because they searched for it within this time frame we, you know, have run this query for. But, um, you know, they didn't actually click one of our ads. Let's try to get them on, on more um you know, it's like a form of like upper funnel retargeting, exactly. I guess. It's a very, exactly. it's a, it's like a mind bending concept. Uh, yeah, no, I love it. I love it. That's very yeah. nice. So that's, that's um, one of my, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> but the thing is with, with AMC, there are so many, um, events that are in, that are in the, that are in the schema, the actual tables. The, uh, challenge is actually figuring out how to piece them together to tell like exactly. a coherent story, because yeah. sometimes you run a query and it comes back and it's like too general. And sometimes you run it and it's too specific and the amount of data is so vast, which is another challenge that you're not sure how to even like process this. So you need to kind of find the like middle path between those two things. Awesome. And when it comes to just to start concluding, when you start start to test these events and, and these queries, like how long uh, you would say on average uh, you will need to really figure out if this um, data set is valuable or not? To your business in terms of the impact of the performance how, how you measure that like you give it one week 14 days what is usually your testing phase when it comes to to this yeah that's a good question um just a couple of like logistical concerns to kind of clear it up so when you start an amc instance say you request mm -hmm. it amazon gives it to you like a week mm -hmm. and a half two weeks later yeah. uh it backfills seven days so you know if you okay. do it on the 20th you have data from the 13th november for example right mm -hmm. and that's it but amazon will hold that data in there for 13 months rolling period and they'll start to delete okay. it after that if you yeah. want to store it on the servers yourself queries you've run um, that's up to you obviously you can do that but one of the things that's interesting about um about amc is it's not really a reporting tool it's like a business question answering tool so you wouldn't really run a lot of queries like every two weeks i do this every month i do that like you might do for reporting inside of the ad console usually for like dsp and sponsored ads exactly. it's more like uh i have a i have a business question which is in what order do people who buy our products see our ads and this is one of my favorite use cases for amc they call it like um basically um you know unique reach by exposure or um yeah, like like a conversion stack for advertising like how okay. do people see it 
And so we can say the people that saw DSP, sponsored brands, sponsored display, and sponsored products in that order, there's this much revenue from them. And this was this many people we reached, right? And then as you go up that, you can say like people that only saw DSP, well, they only bought this much. And then people that only saw mm-hmm. sponsored products, which is actually um, uh, still usually a pretty big amount of people that just saw sponsored of products, course. Uh, you know, they bought, they bought this much. So there's like use cases like that. And, and, and the bigger um, data, data set you query, the more information yep. you'll have to make use of that. Mm-hmm. But it really is specific to the query, because if you do something that is too big of a date range, well, some of that information is really too old to be useful. Overlapping um, as well. Yeah, in some yeah, sense. Yeah, I guess, I guess so. Yeah, but like you don't want to query like 13 months of that because, well, whatever happened a year ago is maybe exactly. not really relevant right now. Yeah, yeah. So and that, and that's very interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting also like where you put it, which is basically a, a, a questions and answer. It basically, the first thing when you say that, yeah. it's, like, it's like having your own chat GPT, but towards that, right? You, you, Except it's you way ask, harder to use. Exactly. It's way harder to use, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So super interesting. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, this topic, again, is 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 so vast and so um, so interesting that I'm sure right. we're going to have many more um, episodes about this in the future as we start opening the Pandora box, because let's be honest, it's only been a year, as you said, so it's very new. Um, not a lot of people realistically yeah. even know how to start implementing it. So I'm sure as, you know, um, people like you in the space ha- start uh, playing more with it. And I'm sure uh, I have seen you as well. You're doing a lot of content around that. Uh, and even Amazon. Amazon, when they did Amazon Unboxing in London, they were pushing this a lot. So I definitely see that Amazon is going down that direction. They really want people to start arranging even yeah. more. So it's a matter yeah. of time, you know? And, and I like, see why too, Vincenzo, because like as Amazon, you know, to further contextualize this, like to zoom out even further, we are all talking about products on Amazon, like physical products, right? But mm-hmm. who is Amazon trying to make marketing cloud for really? They're trying to make it for non-endemic advertisers. Exactly. So people that aren't selling on Amazon, but like... Uh, like Hyundai, like uh, Ford, like car companies, you know, exactly. like they want to be able to run sponsored TV, which has just come out recently, DSP mm-hmm. and all these other like upper funnel, mid funnel ads, and then be able to go into um, marketing cloud, maybe upload their own data about purchase mm-hmm. customers and stuff, and then be able to tie that information together. That is something that's really complex. And that's something that's very high level. And that is something that we don't do because we mostly work with 3P and 1P sellers but you can see where things are going and how Amazon is playing this because advertising has gone from just retail media to one of the legs of their business. You know, this is like the fourth or fifth pillar of Amazon as a company, along with like the marketplace, fulfillment exactly. centers, AWS. So this, the implications of this are like actually huge. <laughs> and we're I at the know. beginning, the beginning stage of it for sure. And honestly, I consider myself like a four out of 10 on AMC. Like there's so much to learn. Like I'm at the beginning, man. I'm just scraping (laughs) it, you know? I bet already being four out of 10 when it comes to this is already a master because as I'm saying, not a lot of people (laughs) really knows this stuff. So I mean, everything you shared today is a ton of value. So thank you so much for that. Um, And I want to thank you for being on the show. I think before we close today's episode, you know, I want to give you a chance as well to tell you, uh, to tell us more about MC Pathfinder. I know, uh, you know, it's one also of the top agencies in the space when it comes to Amazon. I know you you can tell us more about what you do. um, um, Yeah, sure. sure. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we've been around for many years, like I mentioned earlier. Um, mm-hmm. and I think we are 23, 24 people now are mostly based in Western Europe, Central Europe, a couple nice. people in Asia, a couple people in Central America. We're a global team, of course. 
And yeah, yeah we do primarily uh, advertising management uh, for anything that drives traffic to Amazon. So we do mm -hmm. Google to Amazon, Amazon internal ads, of course, DSP. And more recently, we've really started to push into the content space. So we have someone driving that internally and we do a lot more content optimization because that is so married to the uh, outcomes of advertising that we decided we needed to take that on. Um, and yeah. we're starting to do a little bit more um, full service stuff too, because we work with our sister agency, Sellerplex, and they do like logistics and finance and things like that. But yeah, uh, yeah that's that's basically us. We're, we're, we focus on so, a couple key things kind of related to ads and advertising on Amazon. Yeah, very good, Brent. So thank you very much. I'm going to make sure to put all your information down in the description. And thank you so much for being the show and see you in the next one, yeah? And keep learning. Next time, I want you to be a nine out of 10, yeah, please. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll, I'll shoot for six out of 10. I'm not sure about nine. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, right. Sounds care, good. Thank you. Thanks for chatting. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce lab by ecomc. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.